0: We are on Da'af, on Gimel, Amabayiz. We are uh, a few lines from the Mishnah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eleven lines uh, from, from the Mishnah on Lama Gimel, Amabes. So the, uh, the Gemara had given us, if you remember, those, uh, those three examples of possible, either they were Isra Kolel or Bas Achas, uh, Isurim, that could happen simultaneously. Um... And one of those examples was Tsar shishimeish right? A non-Kohen who does the avoda on Shabbos, so he's high for the possibility of being high both as a zar who's doing the avoda, the, the avodah, not a Kohen, and also because um, he's doing melacha now on an Shabbos, and only a Kohen who does the avoda can do melacha on Shabbos, but a non-Kohen, if you're not doing the mal- if you're not a Kohen, then boom melacha on Shabbos is an iser. Uh, in Isser, so so what what is the case? The Mara wants to understand, just want to understand what the scenario was. Zar what What's this? What's actual the case? What did he do? Uh, the czar who was Shemesh uh, b'Shabbes. What would that What would that entail? So ibish If you want to say that the melacha that he did when he did the avodah on Shabbos was uh, was a shechita, was doing you know uh, you know an animal shechita bizarre Kshera. Right, there happens to be that the halacha is that a, a, a non-Kohen can actually do shechita in the in the avoda. That's permissible. So that would work in terms of getting him an Isra malacha. But that wouldn't work in terms of again, it's supposed to be the same act that's going to get him to uh, you know violate the din. You know, uh, malacha is Isra malacha and doing the the uh, avoda at the same time. That's not going to work because that, that action is an action that's permissible. That's permissible on, uh, by for a, for a non-Kohen to do. So if you want to say it, it's the accepting the blood right as part of the shechita process, they would accept the blood in a in a you know in a in a vessel and then bring it to the mizbeach. Well, if that's true, that's just an istir of tiltal. It's muxa, so You can't you, you know that that blood is you know on Shabbos. So you now not to pick it up and carry it. But that's not an istir. That's not istir der the So that's rabbanon. So if you want to say he did the maybe he did the kataras, we is of the opinion that besides the, 30, the, the 39 malachas of Shabbos, we know I learned from the malachas that were done in the Mishkan. So, but it doesn't say anywhere in the Torah what that drasha is not anywhere in the Torah per, per se, meaning it, it's a juxtaposition. It is in the sense that it's a juxtaposition of the Isra of Malacha and the Doing, uh, building the Mishkan, which are, which are connected to each other multiple times throughout the Torah. That's how we learn that any, any Malachah done to create, to create the Mishkan, that is the malacha that is forbidden on Shabbos. But then the Torah goes, goes ahead and actually uh, singles out the malacha of Havara. You shouldn't light a fire anywhere on Shabbos. So the Gemara, you know, in, in Shabbos says the question, why did the Torah go out of its way to specify the malacha of Havara, of, light, of lighting a fire? Is that to... Uh, tell me that all of the other malachos right, are also asar, uh, just like an example, or is there something specific about uh, the malachah of, of Havara? So that one of the approaches is Havara l'lav yatsusa. the reason why the malachah of Havara was ex, was sort of excluded or, or you know, uh, uh, spelled out, as opposed to the other malachos, which are not, is to tell me that a person who violates the malachah of Havara does not chayiv for, uh, is, you know, a regular malachah you know, shavush, which is a chayiv, misa, and i if you did a show Greg, but rather, it's just a regular love, that lighting a fire is only a regular losa, say so you could, Malchus, but it's not a capital crime like the others. And Rav Yossi is of the opinion that Rav Yossi is one of the people here who, who we're, we're talking about, who's being quoted in terms of this conversation. Right, uh, we're, and we're talking within Shita Yossi, possibly about this idea uh, of uh, you know being chay of for this uh, for this act. So if that's true, this is not going to work for Yossi. because Yossi is the one himself who holds havara Avyat's stuff. He holds that way. Then this is not going to be one of the two the two isurim that, uh, that the person is involved in. So uh, so what are we going to do? So so what? So it, sa- it sounds like at this point the Gemara is me at least is that we're looking for. You know, in, in Israel, which is a real, real deal. You know, uh, at least you'd have to be a chatas or you have to you be chayav Visa for it. So this is not going to work. So koin gadol p'sula. So I'll tell you what it is. The the, the example the Gemara was talking about Zara shashimish Bashabis wasn't a regular non non uh, non doing a regular avoda on a regular Shabbos. But rather, it is a, a non-Kohen who does what the shechita of the power of the Kohen Gadol, which is brought on Yom Kippur, because the, there's one opinion that holds that even though a czar, a non-Kohen in general, can bring can do shechita uh, in the Beit and can do shechita as part of the avoda, that's not true when it comes to the power of the Kohen Gadol. And that itself is a source of machlokas. But at least is one opinion that holds that the power of the Kohen Gadol only the Kohen Gadol can shech that animal, that happens to be what we do, right? The, the, the Kohen Galatot does every part of the avoda all by himself. So uh, not only is that that lechachila, but that even B'diyev, this opinion is all, assumes that he has to do each part of the avoda all by himself. So if that's true, then the person, again, the, the non-Kohen who does the Avodah on Yom um, HaKippurim, so he's not just doing the avoda which he's not supposed to do, but he's also violating Melechah because, uh, Shabbos because the Tsar is not, because, um, sorry, he's violating Yisra Malacha by doing Shechitah, and he's also violating the Isra of zar because this, this is an avoda that only the kohen gogol can do. So it says well, that's very nice. my zara if the kohen If that's true, it doesn't need to be a czar. It Doesn't need to be a uh, you know a non kohen. Even a regular kohen, a stam kohen, can't do that. According to this 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 din, this halacha is that the kohen gogol has to do every part. He has to do the avoda uh, on yom kippur him by himself. So even a non non kohen gogol who himself is a kohen could uh could could be in, in the category here of zar shishimish so why you call it a zar it's just a non-kohen gadol. so answer the gemara shizar zar ka'mar you're right in a but the language is not specific When says a zar means zar just means someone who's not qualified right zar is someone who Zahar means a stranger right but it, it just means someone who's not allowed to do the avoda. so you're right We're, you usually assume that that means zar is a non-kohen in this context zar means any non-kohen gadol. so you're right the language of zar shishimish is, is is a little a little non-specific and really is referring even to a non just a non Gadol who does a malacha on Yom Kippur, not specifically on not only on, on a regular Shabbos. Okay, fine. So maski flower but that's, that would be the scenario. The scenario would be uh, a non kohen Gadol shechting the parashal Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. That'd be, that'd be the, the, the scenario of Zara Shashimeshmi Uh who, who violates those two esur. So mask of flower mide katani, or katani. Right? So the Ravashi said, I don't understand the whole conversation. Why did you reject, you've now taken this case of Zahar Shashimesh and made it so specific to one very, very unique scenario on one day of the whole year, right? Zahar Shashimesh presumably doesn't sound like that. It presumably means any non coin doing the avoda on any the Shabbos. The reason you rejected the examples that we gave of, uh, of doing the Ketores, for example, was because it's not, a, you're not ha'evchatas. According to Yossi, if you bring the Keturus, because you just did havar, But who said, according to Yossi, the requirement is to bring, uh, that the requirement is that you did an Iser that brings within Iser Chattas. Chayiv Lamda Labdaf, who said, maybe it's just a, uh, maybe it's just a, uh, uh, it could just be any Iser. It could be any Iser at all. That would be enough also, right? To be Chayiv Shtayim, Chayiv Shtayim for what? It just means any Shtayim, right? So... um, so, 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 so he says. So the, the truth is, there's no reason to assume that it's only uh, only this case. The non coin non who does, you know, on, on Yom Kippurim. It could be again. It could be any non any non Cohen who does the, who brings the uh on Shabbos. That would be enough. So, But if that's true, then what do we care, right? The whole point before is if it's two chatas, okay. The nafkemina is you bring you bring, you know, one Chattas or two Chattas, that's two two That would be a much bigger nafgamina. Or if it's chi of misa, right? Which misa do you get, et cetera. So what's going to matter here? So we're going to come back to the same answer we gave you earlier. Lakovro ben yashayim Gumurim, Right? What it matters is it matters for after the person dies. So how are we going to categorize this person? Did they do uh, you know you uh, know two two big time yisurim, the two a misa, or not? And that's that that that's the only reason it's going to really matter um, um, in terms of you know a, a nafgamina for the, for the case. But the bottom line is, um, you know, the gemara kind of comes to the conclusion here that it doesn't have to be. Got it's, its situations of two chatos. If you really just be uh, this situation of the the non coin who brings the ketores, that could also be an example of zar shashimish b'shemas. So this answer of the cover opening we showing the I mean, you could almost make that argument back to our original case of um, uh, the man, mother marrying his wife's sister, or yes. marrying his. Right? I mean, like that ultimately kind of comes as, not just for this case, in the start, but that's you... What What's the nafkamina? Of yeah. Yeah, you're correct. In fact, we used it once before, right? We used it all the way back on... Uh, it was a Lama and Aleph. Uh, we, used, we used this answer before. Um, LaCobra Bench, you know, where he's going to be buried. Be this is the exact same language. I forget which staff we used it on. Um, yeah, we used it on Lama Beza and the yeah, you use a, uh, again. This, the Gemara asked that question: "What's the nafkamina?" And that was sort of the answer. And you're right; uh, that that becomes you know uh, a possible answer. Um, by the way, it's funny because you could have also said well, my nafkamina" would be in Shemayim, right? Dine Shemayim. I mean, what, what is going to be my uh, you know? It, okay, so uh, what, what Bezim will do best and won't do fine. But like a person also has their own cheshbon shne bone shalom. So a person presumably does two averos. You want to know? Am I going to be Chai for both? I do tshuva for both? And it's interesting the Gemara doesn't give that as an example, also. You could have said, you have to do tshuva for both. I, did, I didn't just do the Voda and the Beis that's one That's one sir, a pretty big one. I also was, was Michal Shabbos. Like, so you could certainly have said that that would be a Nafkamina. Again, that's not, that's not, a, not it's a question when the Gemara means when it says, Ask what's the Nafkamina. Right? But maybe Nafkamina means Nafkamina for what we're going to do, what we're going to do to him, etc. cetera. Uh, but Nafkamina for, for me could be tshuva, uh, right? which, also, which also would, would, would make sense. Um, okay, all right, we arrive at the next Mishnah, Baruch Hashem. Okay, so the next Mishnah. Now, uh, another uh, interesting, uh, interesting case here. Uh, I, I mentioned the cover of the Rabbi Willig Shir uh, on, uh, you know, on, on January 11th, Mitz Hashem. So the topic's gonna be uh, contemporary issues in Meseches of And right? Rabbi Willig gonna find us some uh, practical examples of, uh, of, of, of the ways we apply some of these dinim. Some of them seem so uh, not contemporary or not practical. That's uh, so how some of them can apply to us in uh, in real life? So uh, we'll see. It'll be, it'll be exciting. Um, but okay, so let's, let's get to our next mission. So The mission says as follows: Shnayim shekidshu two men, two women. Ubeshas kinisas on lochopa hechlifu et shelze l'zev et shelze Right? Sounds like a, you know Yaakov Avinu. So what happens? You have two people that did kiddushin, right? We have two two steps in, in marriage. you have kiddushin and you have nisuin. Once you do, they used to do kiddushin and then a year later they do nisuin. Uh, kiddushin is hara right? You give the ring or you give a star, right? Um, and then uh, and that, and that makes you your wife, uh, but not fully until you do nisuin, which is standing under the chuppah, um, having yichud, etc., which is what we call nisuin. Uh, but but the but kiddushin, as we mentioned before, is does not make someone engaged. It's like halakhically engaged, but it's way more than engaged because if she would then go. Um, have tashish with another man, so she's an ish. ish uh, and that could be this deraisel, and she'd be Khaimisa misa for that. So, uh, so even though you know it's two steps, two steps. Once kiddushin is done, we're now in you know you're full, you're fully connected to each other in the sense that she's going to be uh, chayiv misa if she goes ahead and, and, and is mizanis, you know, with, with another man. So so clearly that's part of the scenario here also. So each man, Reuven and Shimon, each get married. Well, they each do Kiddushin with a woman. And then happens, but then when it's time for, for, uh, for Nisuin, right? a year later, what's gonna happen? They, 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 they get mixed up. So it's a good question to just talk about, was that on purpose, or was it by mistake? But they get, they get switched, okay? Um, and now each one does Nisuin with the other woman, and there's some presumption here is that they have Tashmish, right, and they actually have relations with each other, okay? So, right, each one is in high for ish because they were with the other person's wife. Right? Because once you had kiddushin, the fact that I do nisuah now with her that doesn't work. Right? The kiddushin was done with a different man. So, once kiddushin is done, the two these two men, this man and woman, are connected. Right? Man A with woman A and man B with woman B. So now, if man A and woman B uh, have have tashmish, that's in, that's an ish ish in achi of misa etc. achin. And what if Reuben and Shimon were brothers, right? Uh, so then you're also for another Easter, right? Which is that you're now married to your brother's wife. And if they were sisters, if, if the two women were sisters, marrying your, or having attachments with your wife's sister. Right? And if the women were nidos at the time of Tashmish, shechayav also an ish of nida. Right? This is very familiar for us. We're piling on the different yisurim, all the all the different possible yisurim that come up all the same, all at the same time for that same that same act. Okay. And then what happens? And after this happens, so let's, let's say they made they, they did this, and the, you know, husband A was with woman B, and husband B with woman A, and they and they they they, they switched, uh, and, and now what happens? <laughs> So what do we do before we can return, right? Each wife to, to, to the rightful husband and get these couples back in the right place, A with A and B with B. We actually make the women; they make the women wait three months because we, we uh, want to make sure that she didn't become pregnant from that act with that man. Um, and because if she, if we're going to find out, Rashi says something. Yeah, look at Rashi. <speaking in Hebrew> Because right, maybe they're pregnant from the original, uh, the original act of the original man. mamzerim, and if that was true, right? If went, one one way to make a mamzer is uh right? Adultery. If uh, a man who a man is with someone else, another man's wife, uh, and they and they uh, and they have a child, that child is a mamzer. So you do, this is called Havchana. This is true, however, not just in this type of scenario. This is true in any time. If a woman was married to somebody else and now is going to get married to, to a new person, you always require Havchana of three months. Because for three months, you know, if three months go by, you can be sure that she's not pregnant at that point. And therefore, you know, even even, if, uh, you know, even situations of yibum, even in situations that we're going to see as we move along. Um, an almana, etc., a, a grusha, she always has to wait three months after getting divorced before she can get married to make sure that, she wasn't, uh, that she's not carrying the previous husband's child. Because if, if, you, if you don't do that and then she becomes pregnant, you're not going to know, you know who the father is, and that would be problematic. So here, you want to know who the father is, because if the father is the original man, um, right, So then, then he's a, the, the baby's a the mom's there. If not, then the baby's a kosher. Um, fine. Um good fine so mafishna so back the mission mafishna san social katanos if the women were katanos they're not able to have children so then you don't need afhana because you're not going to know you're not going to know um sorry it's impossible they don't they're not going to be not pregnant so then you can just return she can go right back to her original husband without a problem ah uh, vim kohanos nifs lumina truma so, we're going to see these different, different approaches here. This says if, if they were katanos, they're no. no if, sorry, if she's a kohanos, meaning if she was the daughter of a kohen, she's psula from eating truma. That's one possibility. Because she was the daughter of a kohen, she's out from eating truma eating because she's married to this new man. But that, wouldn't, that doesn't really make sense in this case. So, that was as soon as, soon as she did kidushin. That's the halacha. A woman who's uh, the daughter of a kohen could eat truma as long as she's in her father's house. She's a boss kohen. If she marries another man who's not a kohen, or she marries a man who's not a kohen, so then she loses that option to eat, to eat shuma. So the question would be, why was the mission mention this here? So there the are other shitos, if you, I have in the son of my Gemara, meaning if her, if her if husband A, right, her original husband, or her only husband, was a kohen, and this happened, and she got switched to another man, she can't go back. Right, so we're going to talk about this this uh, this this exact question right now, um, and the Gemara is going to ask this question: Who are we dealing with? Because the the if you're reading the Mishnah, it seems a little bit strange. If if you know some of the dinim, the halacha is: if a woman is mizane on purpose, b'mezid, she goes ahead and she has an affair with another man. What happens? A surul a Right, the halacha is in that scenario she's forbidden to her the man with whom she had the affair, and she's, uh, and she's forbidden to the man who she was married to originally, right? It, it destroys her marriage. Uh, if she does it. There's, no, there's no forgiving. There's no like, oh, it's okay. We'll, we'll work it out. That doesn't happen in the halacha. If a woman goes ahead and she's mezana on purpose, she goes to be with another man. So her marriage is over. So if her marriage is over at that point, that's the halacha. So then what are we even talking about? Right? We're, now we're going to, Wait three months, and then they can go back. What do you mean they can go back? You can't go back after if you if, if there is Znus, you can't go back. Um, the exception to that rule is if she was raped. If a woman is raped, um, so then it was it wasn't it wasn't bemized. or get yeah, two exceptions. I guess if she's raped or if it's bishogig, in theory, if she didn't know who it was. Right, we have these examples in the in the Torah. I don't think they really happened today, really bishogig anymore. You wouldn't really wouldn't know who it was, but I guess in theory it's possible. Um, but um, but, but typically the example would be example of rape. If a woman is raped, so then if, she can, if her husband's not a Kohen, she can go back to her husband. If her husband is a Kohen, then she's not, then she's psula, she's even not allowed to go back to him, even though it wasn't her fault at all. So that presumably might be what the, what the is referring to here. But the is gonna ask exactly that question right now. So the Gemara says right now, He khalifu, mi debir, she ask Wait, wait you, you, you switched the women? What does that even mean? On purpose? Are we dealing with, the Gemara always asks the question, are we dealing with brishaim? People, like, what, this, what a terrible, disgusting thing to do. What, what does that even mean? You sw- they, 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 they decided to, to switch wives? What are we talking about here? And even furthermore, All right, If this is, this is going to be included within, we're going to see a question of, of 16 scenarios of a chatas. But if this is a case of mazid, you're not bringing the korban. You're going to be chai misa. It's not like there's no chatas here. So Amr of Yehuda... Amr, um, Yehuda, Tani, Huchlefu, right? Not Hichlefu. Hichlefu is the grammar of Hichlefu means they did it on purpose, right? They went ahead and they switched them. Huchlefu means they got switched, right? Again, still very unlikely, but how could it happen if, if you know, they sent a shliach to be makanic, she's two women, and they look exactly the same or whatever the example is, right? And they actually really didn't know each other and, and somehow it got mixed up, right? They, she didn't know him and he didn't know her. So the whole thing was like, you know, they their first meeting now for the first time, and uh, got, a, a mistake was made. So, Hachanami the Kitani Seifa, She Reus Samiyad, Misharia. Right, the Gemara again asks, because this makes sense, because the mission doesn't otherwise doesn't make sense. Returning the wife, right, if, if she was a katana, so she can go back immediately, if she can go back immediately, if it was Bemaizid, this wouldn't be permissible. If this was done Bemaizid, if she went ahead and she was with another man, she's not allowed to come back. So Gemara says, no, ha lokasha pito a katana onas If onus be mishra shari. So Gemara says, well, by the katana, I have a better answer for you. By the katana, the halacha is, if a katana is seduced, right? she's, she's very young, she's 10, whatever, how old she is, 10 years old, 11 years old, and she gets seduced, that's not considered a scenario of, of znus. because we assume that a katana doesn't really know what she's doing. And if she, even if she's, quote, mazed, it's not going to matter. We still continue, we consider that like onus. We can tell as if she was forced and she's allowed to uh, go back to her husband, which by the way is true even in like right. We talk about you know a, a child can't have consent even today in, in, in American law. So the same thing that, that a child wouldn't be wouldn't be considered as a consenting adult to be considered amazed. Okay, the gemara is fine. Um, mishari, But now, that's fine, with the Gedolos, we have the same problem. We said, no problem, do you have three months and they can go back? What are you talking about? If they did it didn't on purpose, there's no, there's no such scenario. No, so the case must be, the case is that they, that they were switched. It was Bishogeg it was and it wasn't Bimezed. Uh, wasn't and that's the reason we're even talking about the possibility of returning these women back to their husbands because the scenario was one that was Uh, a case of shogig, not a case of mazik. If it was mazed, we'd never have a possibility of the women returning to their husbands in that scenario. Okay, so this finishes uh, Das Lama Gimel, and next week we will continue with Das Lama Dalad. Have a great day.